Back in her room, she battered around her toys for a while, but it was no fun being on her own. She sat at the window of her room, and the cold air tickled her whiskers, reminding her that she hadn't visited Ozzy at the zoo in a while. The tiger and Mara had become friends after the sender's first explorations. She extended her whiskers, letting their tips tremble in the air. This was the part of sending that never grew stale, no matter how often she did it. The moment of liftoff, when she felt herself walk along the comfortable everyday routes of sense and smell the Nizamuddin cats used, and then walk further until the skies opened up for her. Her whiskers created a pathway into the world. When the big feet checked on her, they found that Mara had curled up into a heap and was fast asleep, her paws wrapped around an old soft toy, her battered orange monkey, for comfort. They had no working whiskers of their own, so they had no way of knowing that the sender had roamed far away and was almost at the zoo. Mara heard Ozzy's roars before she saw the tiger. She was hovering over the languor cage, chatting with her old friend Tantara when the growls tore through the air. He's been as grumpy as the bears for the last few days, said Tantara. The monkey's fur had gone a shade whiter in the winter chill, and it threw her beautiful black skin into relief. Mara curled her tail into a question mark. The big feet cut the cage in half to make room for a fresh litter of lion cubs, Tantra explained. Rani doesn't mind so much, but Ozzy likes to pace, and the cubs make him miss Rudra. You should go over and meet him. It might take the edge off his growl. He's making all of us nervous, especially Eddie. Edward was the youngest of the Hulok Gibbons, a solemn ape given to whooping mournfully when he was anxious. The zoo had shifted Ozzy and Rani's son to the other side of the premises, where he and his mate Tawny lived near the sloth bears in the shade of the towering ramparts of the old fort. Mara would have liked to visit Rudra more often, but his mate didn't approve of big cats consorting with real cats, especially senders who hovered in mid-air. Instead, Mara and Rudra stayed in touch through Tantara and Ozzy. They had met and made friends when they were kitten and cub, and the link between their whiskers remained strong. Ozzy's roars sounded much grumpier close up. Mara hovered behind the tiger, watching as he paced up and down. I don't care whether the bars say it's your territory, he roared at the lion cubs, who goggled at the tiger with great interest. I marked all of it, you understand? All of it. Raise your stupid heads and take a whiff. That's my land. Mine. Oh. He had paced with such majesty and speed that he went smack into the bars. He's been doing that a lot, said Rani to Mara. Then his nose gets hurt and he growls even more. Ozzy shook his great head from side to side and roared in frustration, the sound making Mara's fur shiver, even after nearly two years. Whoop! Whoop! called Edward in the distance. 
Then the hyenas started off with their jittery laughter, and they set off the langurs, and soon the zoo was as noisy as the Delhi traffic outside. That land is my land, you misbegotten stripeless whelps, Ozzy growled. What do you have to say to that? The three lion cubs regarded him solemnly. Then the oldest sniffed the air. That's where I put my mark, said Ozzy, his roar triumphant. Yep, right over there on that rock and on all of the others. Wait, what do you think you're doing? How dare you? Stop that immediately. The biggest of the lion cubs was carefully adding her scent in a copious stream right over Ozzy's. She finished and strolled away to her mother without a backward look at the tiger. Her siblings yawned, baring their small, sharp teeth, and emulated their sister. One of them turned.